All right, everyone, welcome to the first episode of your weekly NFL breakdown. I'm Asher. And I'm Jackson. And today we're going to be taking a look at a few things. First are predictions for uh, this week's NFL games. Yes, and then we are going to uh, highlight, each of us are going to highlight one game that we think you should definitely watch. And then we will conclude with our uh, week nine NFL power rankings, but only the Super Bowl contenders, really. We're going to be breaking down the top five teams in our opinions. Okay, so let's jump right into it, Jackson. Um, so first we have the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Uh, yeah, and you know, this should be an interesting game. Both have very good quarterbacks, although Josh Allen is definitely on the decline. Buffalo Bills are definitely cooling down. So I have the Seahawks both winning this game and the spread. Yeah, so uh, it's a three-point spread, 55-point under over-under, uh, which I expect to actually go over. Uh, both of these teams are very good, with the exception of their defenses. Seattle, um, they have probably the MVP in Russell Wilson this year, and they have two amazing, um, amazing wide receivers in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Uh, by the way, that play, DK Metcalf running down, um, I forget who it was, but it was, if you didn't see, you have to see, yes, Buda Baker, it was it, he, he was like 15 yards behind the Arizona Cardinals safety, the guy got an interception, he had a wide open lane to the end zone to take it like 100 yards, and DK Metcalf just ran him down, he was so fast, um, so I think that this it's going to come down to the offenses, and Josh Allen is just too inconsistent in my opinion. So I think that Buffalo will be able to put some points on the board, but it's going to be the Seahawks running away with this one, so I have them winning and definitely covering the spread. Yeah, as you said, um, you know, DK Metcalf, blazing speed, hit over 20 miles an hour in pads on his chase down to Buda Baker, and I think that that is one amazing receiving um, and throwing duo. So I am going with the Seahawks on uh, both times for this one. Now moving on to the next game, the Denver Broncos at the Atlanta Falcons. So this should be a very interesting game um, as both teams actually more solid than you might think. Their records don't show it, but many losses um, came in very close games. Yes. So this could actually be an interesting game. Um, I have the Falcons... Um, winning the game. However, I have the Broncos covering the four-point spread. What about you, Asher? All right, so the Falcons are... Um, them and the Chargers seem to uh, jump out to leads in almost every game, and then it looks like at halftime their team just gets replaced with like a high school squad that doesn't know how to play football. Um, so I think, well, it may look like the Falcons are going to run away with this one. And I think that it will be another traditional Falcons game. They're up maybe by a lot at halftime. But um, as the Broncos came back against the Chargers, which I was not a fan of, I think they can also kind of do it here in Atlanta. So I'm going to take in a nail-biter and a comeback victory for Drew Locke I think the Broncos will actually win this game. Um, so, of course, they will they will uh, win the spread also. Uh, yeah, anything about that, I guess? Yeah, so, you know, I guess we both agree that it's going to be a close one. 
Um, however, I have the Falcons pulling it out in the end. Um, but Asher has the Broncos making a comeback, which is very um yes. something that happens very often in Falcons games. So, uh, completely understandable there. Anyway, moving on to the next game, we have a very good game, much better game. Yeah, in the Chicago Bears at Tennessee Titans. So, what do you, what what's your take on this one, Asher? All right, so. This one, I think, is going to be actually not as good as people thought. Um, The records of both of these teams don't actually tell the true story of what they're capable of. I think the Chicago Bears, they are 5-3, for anyone who didn't know. I don't think they're actually as good as they look, as as the record may suggest. Um, Nick Foles is, he's not... Good. He gets on streaks sometimes, but he's just not a good quarterback. Uh, the Titans, they did drop their last two, but remember, it was against the Steelers, and then it was against the Bengals squad. That's actually a lot better than some may think with all their offensive weapons. You know, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, a lot of Joes on that team. But I think there are no Joes on the Chicago Bears, so I'm going to have the Titans winning this one. But I think, you know, the Bears have a really good defense. Um, it's a six-and-a-half-point spread. I think this one actually, the Bears, cover the, the Bears cover the spread, I think. I see the Titans running away with this one. I think that the Titans are a very, very good team who are better than their already impressive 5-2 and two record. Um, and I just don't think that the Bears are that good. I don't think they have the firepower to win this game, especially with against a very good Titans defense. I'm going to have to take the Titans both for the win and the spread. But anyway, moving on to the next uh, matchup. We have the Detroit Lions against their local kind of rival, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. So um, I have the Vikings winning this game and also um, – and also beating the spread of four points. Um, and my reason for this is that I just think the Vikings are a much better team. The Lions don't really have much going for them. The Vikings, though, um, thus far, they're um, their uh, 2-5 and five record isn't that good. Um, it's not that worse than the Detroit Lions record. And I think they actually have some good receiving threats in Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. And that's why I'm picking them to win this game. All right, so I think if Stephon Diggs actually came back from the Bills to the Vikings, uh, then that would be a blowout game. But no, Stephon Diggs is on the Bills. However, the Vikings found a great replacement in rookie Justin Jefferson. So uh, they, if I am correct, they won against Green Bay. It was a pretty dominant win, although the score is actually closer because Aaron Rodgers kind of scored a couple of garbage time touchdowns. But I think that the Vikings are just a much better team than the Lions. They're sort of coming together. Uh, Dalvin Cook is back. That's a big deal. Um, the Lions are going to be without Kenny Galladay, their star wide receiver. So I just think the Vikings sort of, you know, they're just a better team. And I think they're going to win by a touchdown or two, so they covered the spread. Yes, I agree, Asher. Okay, so, on to the next game. The Baltimore Ravens at the Indianapolis Colts. So here we have um, a pretty interesting game in which the Indianapolis Colts are projected to win by just one point. So, um, 
my thought here is that I think the Ravens are going to win. I think that Lamar Jackson is actually not having as good a year this year as I would have liked. However, I think that the Ravens are just a better uh, team overall than the Colts. I think that the Ravens, when Lamar Jackson gets it going, are a very, very dangerous team um, offensively. And that's why I'm picking them to win against the Colts. With that said, it is going to be a very close game, and this one could really go either way. So, um, you know, not much to be said about this game. It's going to be a close one um, against two middle-of-the-road teams. All right, so the Colts have been up and down this season. Uh, they started with a loss to the lowly Jaguars. Uh, they also lost to the Browns, who are, I think, not that good, although the record says they are. But um, then they have beaten some teams, although the their wins against the uh, Vikings, Jets, Bears, Bengals, and Lions aren't exactly proving wins. However, the the Ravens, uh, Lamar Jackson is just pretty inconsistent as a passer. As a rusher, he is he's very good, and um, I think if he were a running back, he would be one of the best in the league. Um, however, he is a quarterback, so he has to throw, which he's not good at. The Colts have great defense. I think you. I think. Um, they're going to be probably a couple defensive touchdowns in this game. Uh, both great defenses. It is a 40, 48 point over under, which I firmly expect to take the under in, to have, to have it be the under in this one. But I think the Colts just are the better defense and both offenses are sort of middle of the road, as you said, but I'm going to actually have the Colts winning this one. Interesting take. Okay. On to the next game. The Panthers... Um, go to Kansas City to try and take on the Chiefs. Um, and yes. right here, I have the Chiefs obviously winning this one. As However, do I. I have the Panthers covering the 10.5 point spread. Interesting. My reason for this is that this is a pretty large spread, and I think that the Panthers are better than people give them credit for, even without Christian McCaffrey. Um, they're actually not that bad, I don't think. And I don't think, I think that the Chiefs are good. But I think that their defense um, is lackluster enough to maybe give the Panthers a chance to close this spread. Um, you know, it would be uh, surprising in the eyes of most fans. But um, the way that I see it, I think that the Panthers definitely have a shot at um, closing the spread. Um, because, you know, even if they lose by a touchdown, even if they lose by a touchdown and a field goal, they're still going to win the spread. So that's why I think that the Panthers will win the spread. I think that... Ten and a half points is a lot to ask for from the Chiefs. So yeah. interesting, yeah. So the Panthers have been up and down. Um, just eight hours ago, it was reported that Christian McCaffrey is actually going to be back for this game. So that actually helps the Panthers. I think. Well, obviously, he's the best running back in the league. But as I'm looking at their schedule here, all of their losses, with the exception of a 14 point loss to the Bucks. They have all been within 10 points or at 10 points as they beat the uh, Cardinals by 10. Actually, all of their games have been within 14 points. Um, so a lot of signs point to the Panthers actually covering the spread if their opponent was not the ch- were not the Chiefs. Um, 
The Chiefs are 7-1. and one. They had a fluke loss to the Raiders, in my opinion. They are one of the best teams in the league. I don't think they're the best, but I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is just... No one can stop him right now. He's very good, even though I hate to admit it. Um, but I think just the Chiefs... You know, the Panthers just can't score enough to keep up with the Chiefs. So I think the Chiefs cover this 10.5-point spread. Obviously, no question, the Chiefs are going to win. But, yeah, so we're disagreeing on the spread, but I actually have the Chiefs in this one. Interesting take. So, now moving on to one of the most exciting matchups so far this season. We have the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, I'm kidding. Yes. It's not a very exciting matchup. Um, And I have the Houston Texans winning the game, but the Jaguars actually beating the spread. And my reasoning for this is that... Both teams kind of suck. There's really not much to be said here, except that I don't think the Texans are good enough. Uh, or, you know, obviously they are good enough. But I think that in this game, they have a pretty good chance of succumbing to um, the Jacksonville Jaguars in terms of the spread. Even though the um, Jacksonville Jaguars aren't very good, I think there's a pretty good chance the Houston Texans win by a margin of under seven points. So that's why I'm going with... Um, with them for uh, the spread. All right. So, yeah, like you said, not much to be said here. Uh, Texans win. Uh, they cover the spread. Minshew's out. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Okay, so for our next game here, uh, like the Texans-Jaguars, not really anything to say. Um, of course, you have the Giants at the uh, the football team. Sorry. Um Jackson, I think you can agree. I think the fo- uh, Giants suck. Uh, football team, they also suck, but not as much as is the case of the Texans-Jaguars. So I have them winning. I think it's a, you know, I don't think the Giants stay in this game. It's pretty much over by halftime. So I think the football team does cover the spread. You? Yeah, I agree. Now moving on to the next game. We have a very tight game, or presumably going to be a very tight game. Um, there's actually no spread here. It's a pick your path with the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers. So, what do you think, Asher? Alright, so, I may be a little bit biased as one of the three Charger fans in the world, but, um, I think the Chargers do win this game. Um, they have probably, you can debate between him and Joe Burrow, but I think they have the best rookie uh, quarterback, at least best rookie probably total in the game right now. He is a young star. Um, his numbers are amazing right now. He's actually third in the league in average passing yards per game, I think. Um, the Raiders, uh, a lot of weird COVID stuff is going on with them. They've had like five fines. I think they're losing a draft pick. Um, I really want the Chargers to win, but... Um, as was not the case when they played the Chiefs, this time I actually think the Chargers do win. Um, they're very capable. Um, soon they're going to get their star running back, Austin Eckler, back. Um, I think that they win this one, and they have a pretty easy schedule, so if they can win this one, I think they're going to go on a little run in the next couple games, but I think this is the starting point. Um, they should have beaten the Broncos, and I think they beat the Raiders. You know, 
I agree with Asher on one thing. For a two and five team, the Chargers are very capable. However, they're two and five, and I just cannot vouch for a team that has such an awful record because they have a history of choking in the fourth quarter, kind of like the Washington football team, except the Washington football team is in the first quarter. But anyway, the Chargers, I just don't think, are a well-put-enough-together team right now. I think they have a lot of good pieces, but I think that they... So I think that maybe a few seasons down the road, they end up being a really good team, but I don't think it's their year. And I think that the Raiders, with a surprisingly good 4-3... and um. Four and three record right now. I think that they will win against the Chargers. This isn't to say it won't be a close game. I think it will be, as most Chargers game ha- games have been thus far. But I simply put, I really can't argue for a two and five team against a four and three team, despite the um, debatably harder schedule of the Chargers thus far. Um, you know they lost to the Bucks. Um, so it's not all it's not all tough teams they've been playing. And that's the reason why I think the Raiders will actually win this one. All right. So, okay. So, um, we're disagreeing there. Uh, tune in next week to see how we did um, our record, see who ends up winning these key matchups where we disagree. But I think this one, we are not disagreeing. The undefeated Steelers are going up against the Dallas Cowboys, who are... Um, somehow losing in the NFC East. Let that sink in. Now, I know it has been pretty for them. They lost Dak Prescott, sadly. They lost Andy Dalton. Um, and I think they are going, uh, they're going to their fourth QB now this year. Um, the Steelers undefeated. Or a former Redskins, I should say. Yeah, former football team player. Um, the Steelers, obviously, are going to win this one. It is a 14-point over-under at Dallas, but the Steelers are just going to run away with this, in my opinion. Um, their defense is the best in the league. Their offense is probably top five. They're just too good, I think. Yeah, um, you know, I think that anybody who says the Dallas Cowboys are going to cover a 14-point spread against the Steelers when they lost by more than that to the Washington football team is delusional. And that is why I have the Steelers winning both the spread and the game. Yes. Um, Now moving on to the next game, we have the Miami Dolphins against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you know, actually the Miami Dolphins are looking better this year than they have in past years. Last year, the, um, football team and the Dolphins were the laughing stars of the league, but this year the Dolphins have actually put together somehow a winning record. So um, it's going to be a closer game than they are three. However, yes. or maybe not actually, because I have the Cardinals winning the spread. Uh, but I think that um, it'll be close to the spread. I have the Cardinals definitely winning this one, um, and I have the Cardinals winning the spread too. But it's not going to be easy for them to win the spread. I will say that, and I would not be surprised if the Miami Dolphins do somehow pull within four and a half points and just lose by a field goal or so. Yeah, you said it. The Dolphins are actually, I don't want to say good. They're not bad this year. Um, Although, that was with Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
Tua Tago, I'm not gonna try. Um, yeah, uh, maybe. Okay. Uh, yes, he won against the Rams. He was terrible. Twelve for twenty-two for ninety-three yards and a touchdown. Twelve for twenty-two. They only let him throw the ball twenty-two times. Now that's partially maybe because they were they were up twenty twenty-eight to ten. 28 to 7, almost done with the, almost at half halftime. Possibility. But he wasn't, if you watch the game, he was not playing well. Granted, he was against Aaron Donald. But I think uh, the Cardinals are one of the best teams in the league. Um, they have an impressive 5-2 and two record, given the teams they've play, played. Um, I think the Cardinals just win this game. Uh, yeah. They're just yeah. DeAndre no, Hopkins, Kyler Murray, two unstoppable. The better one, number one, QB, jersey number one. I think the better one is the better team, and that is Kyler Murray in this one. Sorry, that was a terrible one. But, yeah, the, the Cardinals are just too good. They destroyed, oh, well, they destroyed the football team, the Niners, the Jets, and the Cowboys. But still, they beat the Seahawks, so that counts for something. And they're, I think they win definitely. Yeah, any team fresh off their bye. Football team definitely has my respect. Um, and I, I think that we should uh cut uh Tua a little bit of slack because he's a rookie. He was a college football absolute legend, but as I just said, hasn't played so well thus far. So um, yeah. Anyway, moving on to the next game, the Sunday um, night football game. A good Not one for a two change. of the best teams in the NFL, by no means. But a very interesting storyline in this next game. The New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We have two arguably, well, we have Tom Brady, arguably the best quarterback of all time. And Drew Brees, arguably one of the top ten quarterbacks of all time. Definitely. Facing off. But this time, as most of you know, they're a little older than they were in past years. So, um, you know, it's an interesting storyline. Two washed-up quarterbacks. Uh, who has um, maintained it better throughout the years? Uh, what do you think, Asher? Who do you think is going to win? All right. So, yeah, like you said, um, it's very interesting. I actually read a stat today. Um, together, they are first and second in both passing yards in their career and passing touchdowns. I think it's Tom Brady who has 561, Drew Brees who has 560, uh, and then Drew Brees went, is above by, like, 3,000 yards total, uh, which is not that much when you fi- factor in their giant their extensive careers. Um, the Saints might get Michael Thomas back, and I think that's actually the difference maker in this one. If they have Michael Thomas, I think they win. If they don't have Michael Thomas, I think the Bucks win. Um, I think they do get Michael Thomas back. He's questionable. But he's only played a game, you know, he's he's a little bit of a crybaby, but he, you know, he's sort of tough, and he's he was the best wide receiver in the league last year. He led the league in, like, everything, wide receiver stats. Um, so I think the Saints win, and they cover at the Bucks. Intriguing. So I actually have a little bit of a different view right here. Um, I think that um, Michael Thomas is a little overrated. I think that last year, 
he was catching passes from I think a little bit of a better incarnation of um of Drew Brees and I think that it's going to come at the expense of not only his fantasy numbers but his effectiveness on the field this year. Um, that Drew Brees I think has gotten a little worse. So I'm actually going to go with Tom Brady and the Bucks. As much as it pains me to say, okay. I don't like Tom Brady very much, but I think that um, Tom Brady and Drew Brees kind of a wash there in terms of how good they are at quarterbacks. And then we have to look at the receiving threats. I think that Michael Thomas is a little overrated. And I think that as receivers, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, very good. Antonio Brown. Threats. And I think that they can make the difference in this game, despite Alvin Kamara um, outmatching the uh, Bucks running game. However, I do agree that it's going to be a very close one. So I have the Saints beating the spread of four and a half points, but I do have the Buccaneers winning this one. Alright, yeah, in addition to Godwin and Evans, they also have Gronk, who's starting to be good again, and Antonio Brown, very controversial, used to be amazing wide receiver, who knows if that'll help or hurt their team, as Mike Thomas, Michael Thomas might for the Saints coming back. Um, yeah, so Monday night, the Patriots are going to take the field against no one, but I don't think they can score that much because the Patriots suck. Now, of course, they are playing someone, but it's the Jets. So we can just skip this by saying the Patriots are going to win. They're going to cover. The game's over. Two seconds in. The Jets suck. They're going to go 0-16. Trevor Lawrence won't want to play for them. They're going to continue to go 0-16. Trevor Lawrence may enlist in medical school to evade the NFL draft for a couple more years. And the Jets will never solve their issues anywhere. They suck. Patriots not too bad. Anything to add? Um, no. Okay. So, um, now we are going to have our games of the week. And then next under segments is the power, power five, as we're going to call it. The power rankings top five for each of us for the NFL teams before week nine of the NFL. Okay, so we both decided our games of the week. Uh, we actually had differing opinions in this one. Sometimes we may have the same game, in which case we will highlight a second game that we think you could watch. But uh, I'll just take it away here. So it's a 10 o'clock game, um, one on the East Coast. The Seahawks going into Buffalo, playing the Bills. It is a 55-point over-under. That is, let me check, the highest on the week. I firmly expected to end up being the highest point total on the week. Uh, offensive super-powered weapons on both sides. You have Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Yeah. And then you have um, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, um, Chris Carson. I don't think he's going to play, but the Seahawks always have a good running back because they run the ball like a lot. Although this year, not so much. But anyway, um, both defenses are terrible. Both offenses are great. Um, unless you're a defensive coordinator, that's a really fun game. So I'm going to give it a 9.1 out of 10. It's not really like a rivalry game. No big implications. I think both teams are going to make the playoffs. Bills are going to win their division because it's a terrible division. Uh, Seahawks, though, they have a tough division. I think they do end up winning with a good record. 
But anyway, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun game, so you should definitely tune in for it. Yeah, so um, I'm in charge of covering the New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, you know, um, rating this out of 10, um, this game narrowly edges out the Seahawks versus Bills game at a rating of 9.2. For those of you Ooh. doing the math at home, that's a 0.1 difference. Pretty close. Anyway, I, as I said before, think the Bucks will win. But this will indisputably be a close game, as you can see by the fact that the spread is only the Bucks winning by four and a half points. And, you know, this game is for the division title. Sunday Night Football, it doesn't get much bigger than this, especially when you have two all-time quarterbacks facing off in Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Not only are these quarterbacks going to be well-matched despite their old age, or not like really old age, but you know, relatively old for the NFL. Yeah. Um, the receiving weapons will be very interesting to watch too. And the Bucks, you have the reliable Chris Godwin and semi-reliable Mike Evans, as anybody playing fantasy with Mike Evans would say. Um, and also the two completely unreliable receivers in Gronk and Antonio Brown. Then on the Saints, you have Michael Thomas, who last year was the best receiver um, um, in the game by far, um, but to the great despair of everybody who had him in fantasy, got injured in the first game of the season and will be um, making his comeback for the first time this game. So that will be very interesting to watch. Furthermore, you have Alvin Kamara in the backfield for the Saints. Um, one of the best running backs in the NFL, definitely outmatching the Bucks backfield. So it will be an interesting game to see. Will the Bucks win through the air or will the Saints win through the ground? It'll be an interesting face-off between two all-time great quarterbacks and you should definitely tune in at 5.20 p.m. Um, Western time for um, this game. Pacific time. And yes, um, also to watch, just a little addition, um, as I said, the differ difference between Tom Brady and Drew Brees in total passing touchdowns, they are number one and number two all time, is only one touchdown. So what's interesting to watch is maybe that record gets flipped. It's been interchanged between the two plenty of times throughout the season, and I think that... It's going to be interesting. Um, maybe they keep playing just to just to try and, you know, hold on to that record over the other. But, um, yeah, that was just a little addition. Yeah, and uh, we couldn't mention it, but make sure to tune in to the Patriots at the Jets. Going to be a good one, folks. Yes. Um, so we give that a 0. 0.07 out of 10. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we would rather have you only watch the Saints Bucks than watch the Seahawks Bills and the Patriots Jets. Um yeah, that of would, course that would bring if you're a lot. of course if you're a Jets fan, don't watch this game. Please pick another team. Don't pick the Giants. Sorry New York fans. Uh pick someone else. The Bills, I guess. They're good this year. Uh yeah, and Patriots, uh maybe you can root for the Bucks because they have Tom Brady. Most Patriots fans only like Tom Brady anyway. So, uh, now it's time for our Power Rankings Week 9 edition. 
Okay, now on to our final segment, the Power Five, or as you might want to call it, the Big Five, because this segment is in fact sponsored by Big Five Sporting Goods. Make sure to check them out, even in COVID, running a very good operation. Just kidding. Um, not sponsored not by Big Five Sporting Goods. Big Five Sporting Goods, please don't sue this podcast if you happen to run into it somehow. Yeah. Um. Anyway, in this segment, we will be um me and Asher. Um, picking our top five teams going into week nine um, and explaining why. Also, there will be three honorable mentions. For teams um, that are order for the good. But, you know, just three teams who are a, th- a threat to these um, to this upper echelon of teams um, maybe uh, making their way into the top five. So, at the number one team, I have the Steelers. Steelers, um, best defense in the league, 7-0 record, um... Just very, very good team. Just solid team. Don't really have a weakness. Their offense is by no means the most exciting in the league, but um, it's definitely capable. Um, and yeah, the Steelers are just a really, really solid team. Um, now we have their cross conference, like I guess for this season, like main competitor, the Seahawks. And the Seahawks are kind of the opposite of the Steelers. They have a very weak defense. However, they have an absolutely incredible offense. Russell Wilson having not only a career year, but a year for the years, I guess you could say. Um, it's just a really good... Uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, he's really... He's having a year for the years, you know. Um, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's on pace for, I think, the most passing touchdowns ever. In a year, it's a year to end all years. So, uh, yeah, so Jackson's going to have Steelers at one and Seahawks at two. And he's recovering from his year of the years thing. Um, I'm just going to go and flip-flop those two teams. I think the Seahawks are the better team. Um, You know, they have, in this COVID era, they have the security of a great coach QB um, connection. And that's not to say that the Steelers don't. Uh, Big Ben is very good. He is not Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is an MVP. Big Ben is not. Uh, he's okay, but Big Ben can't run. Russell Wilson can. The Steelers are great overall. The Seahawks are... Their offense is... A lot of people are going to say it's the Chiefs. Some say the Ravens. I'm going to go the Seahawks. Russell Wilson practically chooses who he wants to throw to for a touchdown. Um, You know, it's Tyler Lockett, it's DK Metcalf, it's an unnamed person who makes a great grab in a tight window sometimes that no one ever talks about. I think it's David Moore, that guy's name. Anyway, uh, Seahawks, I'm putting number one, Steelers number two, because the Seahawks just have these amazing play-making players. That's a play for all plays. As Jackson would say, year for all years. But, um, yeah, so the Seahawks just have the better weapons, I think, and that's what differentiates them. Yes, so now moving on to my number three pick, I have the Chiefs. Now, last year, Patrick Mahomes had a year for all the years. This year, he's just having a pretty good year, not a year for all years. But we'll see how good he finishes out this year, and maybe he can make it a year for all years. Who knows? Nobody really knows. But anyway, the Chiefs, very solid team. 7-1 7-1 record, much like the Seahawks, kind of just like a worse version of the Seahawks, you know. Great, great offense, 
Not such a great defense. Very, very exciting team to watch. With a lot of great receiving threats in the best uh, tight end of the league, Travis Kelsey, the fastest player in the league, Tyreek Hill, and um, also another just very good deep threat wide receiver in Sammy Watkins. Now onto my fourth pick. I have the Packers. The Packers are somehow still really, really good. It seems like every single year the Packers are just really good, and there is a reason for that, and the reason his name is Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is just really sensational quarterback and really proving his worth in that the Packers haven't had a losing season in what seems like forever. So, um, you know, the Packers are a very good team with uh, Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, um... Also, to compliment, um, to compliment uh, Aaron Rodgers, if you play fantasy, you know those two names. Very, very good players. And the Packers are just a really solid team all around, 6-2. and two. And finally, for my fifth pick, I have the Titans. The Titans are kind of like the Steelers, except they don't really have a serviceable offense so much. But their defense can carry them to wins as they have um, in – uh, a 5-2 and two record, one of those losses being to the Steelers. So, um, you know, the best team in the league. So, I have the Titans at number 5. Very, very solid team. Um, though, the the Titans is when you start you start going um, down to, like, from the immortal teams to the very, very good teams that, um, you know, are a little, a, a little less consistent. All right, yeah, so... You said it. Um, once you get past these top like two or three teams, you get teams with some flaws that sometimes lead to losses. Um, in this case, the Cardinals, in my opinion, uh, they kind of got off to a rocky start, but I think that Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins connection is really growing. Um, Kyler Murray is sort of like Baby Yoda if you watch The Mandalorian. Um, he's very tiny. He's sneaky. Um and no one can really stop him. He is amazing. Uh, that was a bad comparison, but they're both small. Um, I don't know. I saw an animation where they compared Kyle what Whatever. Um, anyway, the Cardinals are great. I think they they can't win their division because the Seahawks are there, but I think they make the conference finals, definitely, if not for the Packers, maybe, which I have in fifth. Spoiler. But uh, Cardinals, very good. They're starting to... I think they go on a little hot streak here. They beat the Seahawks in a thriller. You should rewatch that game if you haven't already. Three times? I don't know. Um, and then, yeah, so fourth, we have the Chiefs. They're 7-1. and one. It seems like the Chiefs are the new Patriots. They're unstoppable, really. Um, no one can really guard them. The Raiders didn't guard them. The Chiefs didn't guard the Raiders, and that was the difference. Um, but, yeah, so the Chiefs... You know, not much else to say, Jackson. You said it. Uh, they have great weapons. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes. Um, it pains me to say it as a Chargers fan, but the Chiefs are very good. Uh, and that was proven last year when they won the Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, the Chiefs, I have number four, even though a lot of people say they should be number one. Um, and then fifth, uh, the Packers. Of course, Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Fame QB. Uh, he's having a year to end all years, if not for Russell Wilson. But, um, you know, after these five teams, I think you just start to see teams with too many flaws. And that's why the Packers are differentiating themselves from the rest of the pack.
I guess you could say. So, um, honorable mention time. First, we have Jacksons. Okay, so my honorable mentions, the Cardinals. Just barely made it, did not make it into the top five. Um, you know, the um, very, very good team is actually stated. One against the Seahawks, the number two team, and the Seahawks only lost. So I think the Cardinals, um, really between them and the Titans, same record. It's just a toss-up between them. You know, take your pick. I'm going with the Titans um, just because I trust their defense a little more. And offense is generally less consistent than defense. However, obviously, when the Cardinals get it going, they are practically unstoppable. So, very, very good team that could definitely, definitely, definitely be in the top five. And I was just case, even in the top three. Now, there's a little saying. Um, for those of you Norwegian speakers listening in, um, Kolvin or Golde, which means the Colts are good. And um, that's, that's just all I've got to say. The Colts are a very solid team. And I think that they um that they you know they're just a good team um nothing specifically special about them except they have a good record and i just have a lot of respect for their team in general they're just um you know feared by most teams in the nfl and finally the ravens the ravens um you know they're kind of an up and down team due to their up and down quarterback in lamar jackson as i stated earlier so um you know, Lamar Jackson is a Russian quarterback. He's kind of not Russian, rushing. Um, he's reminiscent of, you know, um a young Russell Wilson in a way. Which or is a good thing. Michael Vick. Obviously now Russell Wilson's a career player. However, um not a career player. Like, you know, a league player, a franchise player, whatever you want to call him. He's very, very good at having a year for all years. However, um Lamar Jackson is still very young. So I think he definitely needs to work on his passing accuracy and, um, you know, just not making as many mistakes as young players, as all young players do. So it's not um, any fault of his own, really. I mean, obviously, you know, it is a fault, but it's not his fault that he has that fault. He's just young. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, the Ravens are obviously a very good team as their record shows. However, um, they are just less consistent than the Colts and the Cardinals. And I've had a much easier schedule. Um, and that's why I'm putting them on a slightly lower level. Though still definitely a team to be watched and a team to be fe- excuse me, feared if you play in the NFL. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like you said, so here are my honorable mentions. Um, I'm I'm not going to try that Norwegian word saying. But the Colts are good. Their defense, second best in the league, in my opinion, to the Steelers. Um that's prop that's mainly it they're just they're just you know their defense is great their offense is okay philip rivers is actually not bad who knew um but yeah so the colts just you know they're they're a good team they're gonna win their division they're gonna i at this point i don't see them going far in the playoffs but they're just you know like a, a good team they're just not great they're good they're not amazing they're not bad they're not mad, they're good. Um, then you have the Bucks. It's like the complete opposite with them. The Bucks are up and down. They're all around. They have Antonio Brown. I'm I'm gonna stop that rhyming now. Nah, now. Okay. Um, but yeah, the Bucks, Tom Brady not washed apparently, even though he sometimes forgets the f- down as a continuation of the rhyme when he forgot it was fourth down. Anyway, um, 
So the Bucks are good. They have a lot of weapons. Who knows if Antonio Brown will hurt them. I think before this, I would have them in my top five. Now with Antonio Brown, that moves their ranking down. But um, which gives Jackson a frown because he likes the Bucks. Does he? Okay, never mind. <laughs> so Jackson doesn't like the Bucks. But um, yeah, so they're good. I think they're not as good as everyone says they are. But they, I think their defense is actually better than their offense. Um, very stout run D. Uh, that helps. And, you know, they're, they're, they're honorable. And so they're mentioned. But I don't think they cracked the Big Five. Only the best for Big Five. Go to your local Big Five today. Not sponsored, though. Okay. And then we have the Ravens. Um, you know, like you said, they ha- they're a good team. Their losses did come against the Chiefs. And the Steelers, which sort of helps the resume. But, um, you know, Lamar Jackson just a little too inconsistent for me to move them up into the top five. But maybe that'll change with, like, a dominant win this week. Uh, who do they play? They play the... Oh, they play the Colts. So two honorable teams going in an honorable battle. Who will be the honorable victor or non-honorable victor? We will see. Uh, actually, we were... We chose different teams. I said the Colts. I think they're a little bit better. Jackson said the Ravens. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Um, yeah, so anything to add? No, um, only just visit your local um, Big Five Sporting Goods if your uh, you know, COVID situation accommodates. If not, be sure to order from them. Um, very good brand. Yeah, okay. So that'll do it for our show today. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, it has been a show for all shows. Um, check us out next week to hear how our predictions went. Of course, you can just sort of look at the games if you're watching this, if you're listening after Sunday. But it's, mu- it's much easier just to hear our record. So tune in, please, next week. Um, yeah, so until then, uh, thank you. And this has hopefully been a show for all shows. Yes, thank you for tuning in. Please continue to tune in later if you enjoyed this podcast, which we hope you did. So, bye. Okay.